Reading you with the Holy Word's peace. Peace be multiplied. All right. How you living? Blessed. One of these days I'm going to say how you living and somebody's going to say it right. You know what that will be? Righteous. There you go. Come on. You're living a righteous life. One of the things that we want to talk about today uh, I'm going to put it in an earthly way so then, like Jesus used parable all the time so that people get a better understanding. So I coached at uh, the Kansas City Blazers for over 25 years track. I coached at Park College. I was a track coach for over uh, 25 years. St. Teresa's, four years, okay? I've had All-Americans and national champions, all right? So I earned the right to say I'm the best coach in here. That's right, that's right. I'm going someplace with that. There's some things you need to earn. You don't get it because you have the title. You have to earn it. And, and uh, I remember when, you all know who Kobe Bryant is, right? Or uh, was, and Michael Jordan. In Michael Jordan's last All-Star game, uh, some of the players got together and, on Kobe's team. And, and, you know, Kobe and Michael were great friends. And matter of fact, Kobe would call Michael about some things and help him in it. So they got together and they said, well, this is his last All-Star game. We want to make sure we feed him uh, and, and he can get MVP. And Kobe, his friend, said, no, he got to earn it. That's right. That's right. You see? So there's certain things you got to earn. You understand? I'm going to help some of you all out in here. You can be married, okay, and not earn the right to say you're a husband or a wife. You understand what I'm saying? Because you got to earn that right. There are certain things that you have to earn the right to say. You can, the Bible says those that are friendly will have friends. So that means you have to earn friendship by being friendly. All right? You understand where I'm coming from? And so what there has, one of the worst things that ever that happens is, I'm going to use two people. Both get saved on a Sunday. And uh, one goes back to his friends and the people and say, I got saved on Sunday. And they just look at him. Really? The other one doesn't say anything. Stay with me. He doesn't say anything. But a few weeks later, somebody comes and said, man, you sure changed. What did, what happened to you? He said, I got saved. He earned it. He earned the right to say it. And so we want to talk about today, we need to quit just because we have a title, did you earn the right to say it? You see? You see? I tell you how to, if you don't love me, you don't earn the right to say it if you're a Christian. Come on. If you don't love each other, you don't earn the right to say it. That's what the Bible says we're supposed to do. So there's a lot of things that we, I heard this preacher doing this, David Jeremiah was talking about this, and I like that. Ask yourself, parents, your parents, right? Do you earn the right to counsel your children. If you ain't living nothing, you don't earn the right to say anything. You gotta earn the right. Everybody got a daddy or a mama, that's biological. All right, but do you earn the right? Because when they get older, they little now because they're scared. When they get older, say, you didn't earn the right. I was acting just like you, daddy. So you didn't earn the right to chastise me because you weren't living anything. 
You, you understand what I'm saying? And so we all need to do that, brothers and sisters. So there has to be a transformation in your life that you live every day that you earn the right to say certain things. And to earning the right to say certain things, there's a word that we all hate called work. You gotta do, you gotta do the work. See, if, when you look at, when, I'll just use this easy, when your children look at you, what kind of father do they think of you? Mm. Or what kind of mother do they think of you? You see? Or they act, sometimes we get upset at our children because they're acting like us. Yeah. So we don't earn the right to tell them how they ought to be. I'm being like you, Daddy. I'm being like you, Mom. Well, you need to. No, you need to show me. Now, they're not big enough. Now, one day they'll tell you. You didn't earn the right. So this morning, do you earn the right to call yourself a Christian? You see, folks get excited, and I just shake my head at them. Oh, I'm a Christian. I'm this and If you got to say it, I want to look at you. I want to see you. I want to see your life-changing transformation. And when I see your life-transformation, that will tell me you earned the right. And then I will listen to you. You see? I want to see you, coach. What's, what's, you know, how, many, how many national champions? How many All-Americans? How many successful people? Then I earned the right to coach a child. You see? Sister Gwen and I, last Monday, I didn't mention it, Sister Gwen can tell you the transformations. If anybody heard the house remodel, you know what remodel is, right? Oh, yeah. Sister Gwen can tell you all about remodeling. You don't know where I'm going. You ain't smart enough. Sister Gwen, you ain't smart enough to know where I'm going. Come on. <laughs> Sister Gwen can tell you about remodeling. We were married 52 years Monday. Knucklehead, better than a knucklehead. John, Johnny Fields, Pastor Fields. She watched him go through all those transitions. She watched God, come on, remodel his life. Don't be, you don't want to clack. Can I say it? And she can tell the rest of you knuckleheads in here how to, how to live. And, and deal with, are you with me? Because sometimes we are. Come on, man, say amen, come on. You see? So she's earned the right to talk to any woman in here about marriage, the ups and downs of marriage. She's earned that right. That's right. You see? We're going to talk about it. There's a transformation that has to take in your life. This is, we're Christians, we're going to start acting like Christians, walking like Christians. And see, I use marriage because marriage is an easy thing. Can you imagine being married to somebody? And if you went to church and said, to death do us part, for better or worse, and, and, and you know, for, pastor says in front of God in this company, the, the father hands his wife, and then you tell him, make all those promises up there, and it's a beautiful thing, and then you abuse them. And then you say, well, but I still love you. You, don't earn, you ain't earned the right to say you love me. You got to earn that right to say that. Amen. And you see, are you are you learning something? 
So there has to be this transformation that takes part in your life to move you up to the point where your lifestyle represents your salvation, not your mouth. You see, therefore, there's no condemnation waiting for those who are living in Christ, the anointed, the liberating king. Are you in Christ? Are you in Christ? This is what we're going to talk about. Are you in Christ? Because, see, before you got saved, you was outside of Christ. So if you act in the same way, then you ain't in Christ. Because once you get in Christ, that transformation, okay, takes place in your life. I just got through talking to the, about the men. Ladies, if you have that transformation and you know that you are in Christ, then you will make a better decision who you put in your life. Amen. Are you with me? Say amen to that. Amen. See, you don't want to go to a church where you, uh, I, I'm a kind of pastor that wants to make you very uncomfortable. Because when you're uncomfortable, that means that there's something going on in your life that you need to change. And if you have the Holy Spirit in your life, he will help you make that transition. That's right. And the word of God is all about helping us do remodel our lives. That's right. That's what this word is about, remodeling right. our lives. All right. And the Amplified says it this way. Therefore, there is now no condemnation, no guilty verdict, no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus who believe in him as personal Lord and Savior. So there comes the point. Now, if you believe in Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, there's no condemnation, people. But you got to believe in him as your personal Lord and Savior. You see, Christian really means Christ-like. We, right. we use it too loose. You understand? You ask yourself today. We're edit, editing ourselves today. Is Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior? It's a personal Lord and Savior thing here. You need to ask yourself that. Is Jesus Christ my personal Lord and Savior? And see, then that transformation takes place in your life. Keep going, please. And it says in verse 2, because when you live in the anointed one, Jesus, a new law takes effect. And guess what this new law is? It says the law of the Spirit, and the that's law, the big S. The law of this one, the Holy Spirit takes place. There's a whole lot of people go to church, a whole lot of people say they say, but they don't have the big S. They don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You see, let me tell you something since I'm talking about it. So it's good, there's some single folk in here. Here's what you want to do in the first thing. You don't want to ask where the person works or how much money they make. You want to ask, are they saved? That's right. And then ask them, when did they get saved? Come on. And all of them, when I go to church, then you ask them, have you been baptized by the Holy Spirit? Come on. Come on. Amen. That's what you need to ask them. Because if they haven't been baptized the Holy Spirit, they're going to walk in the flesh. We're going to talk about that. That's right. You see? So you want to know truly person who's been baptized the Holy Spirit will make that transition and lives by the Spirit of God. That's right. You see? Have you ever, some of you got live in big houses. Some of you... Is the Holy Spirit governing your house, every, every room in your house? Well, Is every room in your house clean? Don't, don't say anything, don't lie. <laughs> but is every, every room in your house clean? Amen. Is there room? See, sometimes you, your house is cluttered up so much, there's not room for anything else. Mm. Right. So if somebody bought you something new, they go to your house and say, I ain't no place to put it. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Right. Does it have room for the Holy Spirit to dwell in your, in your body and in your life? You see? Some of you might want to say there's no room in the inn. Mm. All right. Am I doing all right? Yes. 
Again, Pastor, we're talking about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and again, we're told in Romans chapter 8, verse 2, it says, The law of the Spirit of life breathes into you. The law of the Spirit of life is what? Breathes into me. Who's breathing into you? Ask yourself that. What's breathing into you? Teach. Is it the law of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit breathing into you? Or what's breathing into you? Is someone you know breathing into you negative stuff? Mm. And you're receiving it? Who's breathing into you? Is it, the, is it the Holy Spirit breathing into you? All right. Then it says, and liberates you from the law of sin and death. And sin and death means separated from God means death. He's not talking about dying. Separated from spiritual death. Are you with me? Here we go. Verse 3 says, God does something the law could never do. Yeah, God does something that the law could never do. You see, the human flesh took its toll on the law. That was me. Couldn't. That's right. Yeah. I knew the Bible before I got saved. Mm. Couldn't live nothing. But I knew it. You see? So this wasn't doing nothing for me. Because I wasn't saved. You see? And it was the little spirit. Because, see, I could take this thing, this Bible, excuse me, Lord. I could take this Bible and, and, and fix it so it fit me. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But when the Holy Spirit got the Holy Spirit, it, I looked at it and it said, uh, you can't fix you. You can't live up to nothing in here unless I breathe in you, unless I anoint you. You see, you can't clean up your life unless I get in there, the Holy Spirit said, and clean up your life. The Holy Spirit said, you too weak in your flesh to live the life this book says, unless I empower you to do so. All right? Am I teaching? All right. In and of itself, the law is not weak, hmm. but the flesh weakens my, it. The law wasn't weak. There ain't nothing weak about this. But my flesh is weak. That's right. Come on, folks. The law, and don't everybody act like here you was born saved. You see, you might have been born again saved, but you weren't born saved. That's right. All right, you understand that? And because I didn't get the response that I want to read that again for me, please. In and of itself, the law is not weak, yeah. but the flesh weakens it. The law is not weak, but the flesh weakens it. You know what my, my thing was? The flesh said, God understands who, how I am. Mm -hmm. That's the flesh talking. That's right. You see, when God doesn't understand who you are, he changes that to make you who he is. I walk as Christ, I talk as Christ, I think as Christ, I have the spirit of Christ within me. You see? Okay. It says that so to condemn the sin that was ruling in the flesh, God sent his own son. God needed, he knew, Johnny Fields needed something more powerful than his flesh to take control over his life. That's right. Every bad decision I made, I made that decision under the influence of the flesh. Some of you all know what I'm talking about. That's right. You put people in your life because you was under the influence of the flesh. You bought things that you couldn't pay for because you was in, under the influence of the flesh. You ate things that you shouldn't be eating. 
because you was under influence of the flesh. You drank things that you shouldn't have been drinking because you was under influence of the flesh. Can I go on? You were sniffing things that you shouldn't have been sniffing because you was under the influence of the flesh. You was laying places you shouldn't have been laying. Come on, get real. Because you was under the influence of the flesh. You see? Let's just keep it real. Okay? Every mistake that you've ever made in your life, if it was a mistake, it was because you were under the influence of the flesh, and if you was in the spirit and you made the wrong thing, you're lying because the Holy Ghost will not put you in a place of sin. The Bible says God cannot tempt us with sin. So if I yielded to sin, I yielded to the flesh. That's right. That's right. The devil didn't make me do some things. My flesh made me do Amen. some things. Amen. You see? Some of you looking at me. You see, yeah, I used to be able to roll them. I'm talking about weed. Come on, that's right. Because I'm the only one smoked in here. Come on, yeah, Come I'm, on. I'm the only one in here. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You see, I told you guys, you know, I had a gift to gab, right? right so I was a, I was a player. Then I opened my book and said, "No, you're a whoremonger." Let's just get real, because I ain't the only one in here. What it's called me. That's right. Huh? Yeah. I love it when the pastor talks about himself. Amen. Amen. But he's not really talking about himself. He's really talking to them. That's right. That's right. right, right. Yeah. That's why I like being a pastor. Ask me why. I'm in good company. Keep That's on right. reading. That's right. All right. Again, God sent his own son bearing the likeness of sinful flesh as a sin offering. God loved me so much, he sent up a sin offering. There's nothing I could give him. There's nothing I could give him to save my soul. Nothing I could give him. So he made an offering by sending Jesus Christ to die for me. That's right. Wow. Because see, he loved me before I got here. He loved me because he loved me. That's why I am here. You see? He loved me before I was remodeled. That's right. That's why I'm remodeled today. You see? And Amen. some of you may be sitting here, you need a remodeling. Pray to him, God, remodel my life. You see? Someone was telling me that they had, I can't think of the name of it, some stuff in their house. What's in your house? The house? Get mold in their house. Yeah. Check your house out. First thing is, that person told me that, I told Gwen, I'm getting somebody over here. Right. Did I not tell you that? That's right. Let me check for things I can't see. That's right. I'm going someplace with it. Yes, Sometimes you need to call the Holy Ghost over to your temple and let him check out and see if you got some mold in your life. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's just common sense, right? That's right. That's right. You see, I didn't have mold in my life. I was molded. Come on. Come on here. I love this gospel. It chastises me and it makes me better. But one thing it does, it gives me the downside, but also it gives me the upside. That's right. Yes. Thank God I'm not who I used to be. Amen. Old things become old and new things. And I become new in Christ Jesus. Thank God. That's right. And you can do, he, whatever he's done for me, he'll do for you. That's right. All right. He had the greatest apostle of all times would probably be Paul. But he had to knock him down, blind him and then fix him up so he could see that the law, which Paul talked about, wouldn't save him, but it would be Jesus Christ. 
right. And what Paul was doing, you remember, he was persecuting the church. Christ said, when you persecute the church, you're persecuting me. That's right. I mean, God said that to him. Are y'all with me? That's right. If you listen to me, see, some of you've been through something. Some of you are going through something. You are going through something can be delivered from that you're going through. And some of you have been through something. You've earned the right to speak about the power of God in your life. That's right. That's right. Yes. Sometimes God takes, yeah, sometimes God takes you through something so you can lead somebody out of that something. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Because right. see, what, what the greatest power that you have is your testimony. That we sang that song, I once was blind, but now I see. Well, see, so here's what we can do. If some of you in here know what I'm talking about, God has, you have been through things whether it be right or wrong things, but he's delivered you from those things. Now you can witness about the power of the Holy Spirit coming into your life and changing your life. That's right. That's right. That's right. People come up to you and say, I know you. No, you don't know me. You have no clue who I am. You knew me, but you don't know me. That's right. All right. That's good. That sounds like good Amen. preaching to me. Where am I at? Verse 3. We're going to go to verse 4. Okay. Again, because Jesus was offered up as the sin offering, verse 4 says, now we are able to live up to the justice demanded by the law. Now you got the power to live up to the law because of what Jesus Christ has done for you and what the Holy Spirit is doing in you. You don't have to go back. You don't have to go back physically, mentally, spiritually, mostly. No, you don't. You don't have to go back because God brought a way out through yes. Jesus Christ. Amen. See, some people say, what, what, Jesus said, once you put your hand to the plow uh -huh. and then look back, you ain't worthy of the kingdom of God. What you looking back for? That's right. You understand? You could, Lot's daughter looked back and turned into what? Pillar of salt. Somebody said, one of her old friends called her. God had told her, don't look back, keep her running. There's be a song, keep her running, don't look back. That's right. You see, you don't want to look back. Because sometimes that if you look back and you stay long, you'll do wrong. All right. Verse 4 goes on to say, but that ability has not come by, from living, excuse me, by our fallen human nature. It didn't come. The ability for me to be the man that God wanted me to be did not come from my human fallen nature. It has come because we walk according to the movement of the Spirit in our lives. It's come because I'm walking according to the Holy Spirit in my life. Yes. I guarantee you, you need to hear me this morning. Walk out of here different. Somebody going to say, you're walking a little frisky. I'm walking <laughs> under the power influence of the Holy Spirit. And if they say you, because you used to walk like this, poor me, nobody loves me, nobody cares about me, I wished I hadn't you know, I done done some wrong things in my life. I'm so ashamed. I feel so guilty. Oh, but now I've taken Jesus Christ as my life, as my personal Lord and Savior, and he's the governor of my life. I'm walking around. Come on. Look at this creation God has made. That's what you want to talk about. You see? Yeah, come on. I feel good about this. The passion. Thank you. Starting with verse 4, the Passion says, So now every righteous requirement of the law can be fulfilled through the anointed one living his life in us. I can do it now. Say, I can do it now. I can do it now. Because the power of the Holy Spirit. Because the power of the Holy Spirit. Lives in me. Lives in me. That's what, give God a hand clap. Say amen, amen. to that. 
Yeah. The spirits in our, so you can do this. Because some of you need to make that transition today. You can walk and say, when someone look at you, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. Got my head up now. You see, I look in, there's two mirrors. There's that mirror you look in, and two ways of looking at it. You look at it what you see. But it changed for me when I looked in the mirror and I saw in me what God saw in me. You see, and he saw in me a man, a boy, a man that was worth saving. You are worth saving. God said you are worth saving. That's right. That's right. I don't care what your condition, your condition is in. You are worth saving. Nobody walks out of this church ever again condemned by people. They ain't got the right to condemn you. I can't think of her name. She used to say, if anybody says that, it was Cher. It was Cher. I'm a Cher fan back in the day now. Sheriff said, when people talk about you, say this, who died and left you king? That's right. Come on here. That's right. I'm trying. No insecurities in Christ Tipper North. Not after today. You see? We're going to earn the right to say it because we're going to live the life that God would have us to live. That gives us the power to earn the right. That's right. All right. Scripture goes on to say that because of this... <laughs> We are free to live, not according to our flesh. Because of this, I'm free to live now. Say, I live now. I live now. But not according. But not according. To the flesh. To the flesh. But according. But according. To the Holy Spirit. To the Holy Spirit. And the dynamic power. The dynamic power. That he's put within me. That he's put within me. Give God a hand clap. Get fired up this morning. And it says at the end of verse 4, like he said, but by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. This is your hour to walk out of this church under the influence of the Holy Spirit for the rest of your natural days. You're going to lose some people. You're going to lose some people. That's right. Because, see, people want you insecure. See, people want you under their feet. You see? But after you tell them what happened to you today, they ain't going to be two people mad. The devil in them. That's right. He's got the devil in them. That's right. They ain't got that, the devil and those got the devil in them. Because if everybody's not excited about your new transition and the way you're living in Christ, what you need them in your life for? That's right. That's what right. you need them in your life for? That's right. Yeah. Verse 5 says, if you live your life animated by the flesh. If you live your life animated by the flesh. Namely, your fallen, corrupt nature. Then your mind is focused on the matters of the flesh. And people's minds is focused on the matters of the flesh or trying to please fleshling people. This minds are in the flesh. Mm -hmm. But if you live your life animated by the Spirit, come on here, the Holy Spirit, God's indwelling presence, then your focus is on the work of the Spirit. My focus is on the work of the Spirit. People say, I'm working over here. Don't you do put your hands on it. The Holy Spirit's working over here. Because see, if I put my hands on it, I'm only going to work on the things that I think are wrong. Mm. And then I'm going to leave some of that stuff, you know, that in there, you know, that'll be okay. But the Holy Spirit's going to clean it all up. Everything up. Are you uncomfortable? Say yes. Yes. I'm going to make you more uncomfortable. That's right. But listen to me. Look at my mouth. But when you walk out of this church and you get this lesson, you'll be comfortable with yourself for the rest of your life. That's 
and nobody else will ever be able to make you uncomfortable again, ever. You see? You walk around there, you belong to me, I belong to Jesus. Somebody say, are you looking for a man? I got a man in Jesus, and he's going to send me a husband. I got a woman in Jesus. I'm a man. He'll send me that. See? Yeah. All right. Verse 7, it says, you see, a mind focused on the flesh is declaring war against God. And that, that, that's, that's, you can't get comfortable. Because the flesh, it goes against what God would have you to be. Yes. Go ahead, please. It says it defies the authority of God's law and is incapable of following his path. When you're in the flesh, you're incapable of following the path of God. You, can't, you don't have the power. See, God won't ask you something. He won't give you the power to do it. You see? Now, verse 5 through 7 from the message. Those who think they can do it on their own end up obsessed with measuring their own moral muscle, <laughs> but never get around to exercising it for real. That's called the muscle of the jaw. I call it jaw muscle. They can talk it, but they can't live it. Come on. You see, so, so sometimes you might want to tell somebody, don't give me none of that jaw muscle. What are you living? All right. It says, those who trust God's action in them find that God's spirit is in them, living and breathing God. You know what kind of life you want to live? A God life. You know how you do that? You allow God to breathe his spirit in your life. Man, you feel so, I'm telling you, it works. It feels good to be a child of God. That's right. It feels good to be anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit. It feels good to be a part of the church. The church, not Christ Temple, the church. That's, right. That's, That's called right. the body of believers. And you know why it feels good to be a, a part of the body of the church? Because Jesus Christ is the head of the church. That's right. And I'm excited about the church that I'm in, that Jesus Christ is the head. See, that's the church y'all in. Yeah. Yeah, he's even over the pastor. He's the head. Yes. Verse 7, it says, obsession with self in these matters mm. is a dead end. When you get caught up in yourself, it's a dead end. You get, thank you. When you get caught up in yourself, it is a dead end street. That's right. But attention to God leads us out into the open, into a spacious, free life. You're going to be into a, I mean, wow. Look at this life I'm living. Look what God has done for me. Look at this life I'm living. Now, see, some of you all don't get it, but some of, I'll get it. Some of you talk about me because I understand it. Do you all know how blessed God, he loved me so much he blessed me. That's right. He put a moon up there so I could look at it. That's right. A sun up there so I could see it. He put the clouds up there when it rains, I can watch it, how it moisture to the ground and the flowers. He put the trees, you all know where I'm coming? God don't need trees. He don't need the sun. He don't need the stars. Are you with me? Yeah. He don't, he don't need the wheat fields, the bean fields, the corn fields. He don't need any of that. He don't need the rain. He put all of that for me to be able to look at it and glorify him for putting me in a wonderful place. You see? 
<laughs> God loved me so much, because some of y'all may not get it. He loved me so much, old wretched man that I was. He said, I'm going to bring you up out of that and send my only begotten son to be a sin offering for you. That's right. That's right. He said, I love you that much. It's powerful. It's powerful. You ought to smile. When you walk out of here, I don't care if it's raining or not raining, you ought to look up there. God, you've done all that for me to look at. You see, you made all of these for me. Look at the rose bushes. He's done that for me? Because he don't need them. He didn't need to be saved. He sent his son to save you. He done all that for you. How can you deny it? Okay. So we're told in verse 8, so it is clear that God takes no pleasure in those who live oriented to the flesh. He don't, he don't want to deal with them, and I don't want to deal with that scripture. I'm to move on, please. But you do not live in the Because I don't flesh. want to deal with them either. Right. Pastor, you don't live in the flesh. You, don't, yeah, you do not live in the flesh. You live in the spirit. You live in the spirit. Say, I do not live in the flesh. I do not live in the flesh. I live in the Holy Spirit. I live in the Holy Spirit. Give God a hand clap for that. All right. Now, church, that's assuming, of course, mm -hmm. that the Spirit of God lives inside that's of you. That's assuming, of course, that God lives inside of you. You know how easy it is? People go through all this stuff for the Holy Spirit. He's knocking on your door. Oh, you do something to do. Let me tell you what you can do. Folks get all, the religion's got us all confused. You don't feel that you have the power uh, to allow the Holy Spirit to go in? You got prayer warriors up here. You know, they can pray for you. They can lay hands on you and pray in the Holy Spirit. All in the book of Acts. Them, some of them, them folks didn't even have a book. You see? But the apostles and the disciples, I mean, they were praying. And those people received the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes folks don't, I, I can't do it myself. Well, if you can't do it yourself, you know God's got somebody here to help you do it. That's right. That's right. All right. Because we're going to, we change it. We're going to live in what? The Spirit. That's right. All right? The truth is that anyone who does not have the spirit of the anointed living within does not belong to God. I want to belong to God. The only way I can belong to God is got to have the Holy Spirit. Going to church, don't cut it. It's what's in you. It's what's in you. All right. And verse 9 again from the Passion says, but when the spirit of Christ empowers your life. When the spirit of Christ empowers your life. Wow. You are not dominated by the flesh. You're not dominated by the flesh, but by the spirit. When the, man, that's powerful. But when the spirit of Christ empowers your life, you're not dominated by the flesh, but by the spirit. And if you are not joined to the spirit of the anointed one, Jesus Christ, you are not in him. That's right. That's right. All right. Verse 10 says, if the anointed one lives within you, even though the body is as good as dead because of the effects of sin, the Spirit is infusing you with life now that you are right with God. The Spirit, I'm going to be welcome to Holy Spirit in a minute. All right? Read that again because I'm taking what they call uh, radiation infusion. That's what I'm taking now for you know, this cancer thing, dealing with it. And what they do is a radiation infusion. They put the stain in there, and this radiation goes in your body, blah, blah, blah. And it tries to, they're trying to keep me alive. I told my doctor, I said, are you trying to keep me alive? He said, Johnny, that's the plan. That's right. I'm going someplace with that. Come on. One of these days, all the medication on the face of earth won't keep me alive. 
Oh, but my spirit will be alive in Jesus Christ of Nazareth. My spirit will be alive because that infusion, that infusion he puts in you is everlasting. That's called eternal life. That's right. You understand what I'm talking about? Yes. Now, I'm going back to Romans 8 and 6. Hear me. You can read it. Now the mind of the flesh is death both now and forever. The mind of the flesh is dead. Yeah. Now and forever, okay? I'm saying dead. Go ahead. Because it pursues sin. Yeah. But the mind of the spirit is life and peace. And that's what we... Life and peace starting today is going to be in you for the rest of your natural life. Yeah. And the spirit... Go ahead. And the spiritual well-being that comes from walking with God. I'm going to walk both with God. now and forever. I'm going to walk with God for now and forever for the rest of the days that he wants to put me on this earth and this earthly thing. And then I have eternal life. That's, right. that's what the, that's the promises of God. Right. Live under those promises of God. Do you believe what I just got through saying? Right. Do you accept what I just got through saying? Come on. Listen. Do you, got, get, you believe it. You got to believe it. Don't be scared. Praise him. Come on. Come on. Go the Holy Spirit. Let's go. Yeah, right. Let me tell you. Yes. You see, one thing about God, he's not like some of your kin people, all right? He'll knock on your door and he'll wait for you to invite him in. And he don't care what zip code you're in. He don't care what condition your house is, meaning your physical body's in. Once you, once you, once you, listen to me very carefully. Once you, invite him into your life. He'll change your life. He'll change your life. He'll change your life forever and ever and ever and ever. 